This is a call to those who want incredible success, but do not necessarily want to get filthy rich. You want to help others, be purposeful, and enjoy all life has to offer. Welcome to the Inbound Marketing Revolution. This is Dow of Inbound with Ion Garlic. Welcome to the Dow of Inbound. Another amazing guest. Uh, this is Ian Garlic, and today we're going to be talking to an internet marketing advisor to Fortune 500 companies. Has helped growth for a fast-growing startup called Treehouse.com, which is online education for coding. Um, has his own agency and an amazingly successful podcast, Growth Everywhere. Thank you, Eric Sue, for being on. Hi, right, thanks for having me. Uh, it's uh, good. I'm glad we finally got to do this. I've heard great things about you. Listening to your podcast, it's awesome. Uh, you got a cool background, and um, so tell me a little bit about. Um, let's talk about you a little bit about what you do now. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, as you mentioned, there's the agency side of things, and there's an interesting story around that because um, I'm not the original founder. But um, yeah, I mean, we with the growth everywhere thing that the podcast, you know, my ultimate goal with that in the beginning was just kind of to pay it forward because, you know, nobody from the tech world was really had, uh, you know, could really talk about marketing with other executives and kind of, you know, stand toe to toe with them. Um, So, you know, that was kind of my way of paying it forward, giving the information away for free, because as you know, you know, learning this marketing stuff, the information's fragmented and, you know, things change all the time. Um, So it just, you know, the, the audience just naturally started to grow there. And then now, you know, we're. We're planning to, you know, we have uh, training courses around that. And then, uh, you know, we're planning to do some, uh, you know, we're building some software around it too. And then we're just kind of building out this this marketing platform where, you know, there's the agency where if people want services, they can go to that. Uh, if they want, you know, if they want, you know, cutting edge education, they can get that too. If they want mentorship, they can get that. And then, you know, the software we have is going to complement that all. And then uh, on top of it all, kind of icing on the cake is uh, I'm writing a book right now too. So it all kind of feeds into this, this machine that, uh, you know, as much as I tried to get away from the agency world, it just kind of keeps coming back. So I'm just like, okay, I might as well just uh, embrace it. <laughs> um, and, and why did you try and get away from the agency world? You know, working in the agency world before, I, I've worked for a, a fairly decent sized one. I, I just never thought it was, uh, I never thought it was an interesting, not that it's a knock on agencies. To me, it just wasn't like an interesting challenge. Um, you know, that's why I kind of went, went into the tech world and, you know, there's so much more that I've learned in that world. And I just want to, because, you know, all the skills that internet marketers actually gain, I don't think they realize that their skills, their skills are actually, I'd say it's more rare than finding a good developer or a good designer. It's really, really hard to find good marketers. And when you, when you have those skills, you can do almost anything you want. Um, so, you know, my, my thing is always, you know, I, I think, I think you know, marketers can make probably a pretty significant impact if they if they just you know work hard at their craft and uh, you know try to explore other areas. Oh, I agree. I mean, that's the whole point of my podcast too is that I think you have to at some level if you want to make any type of impact on the world, be a marketer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you look at the biggest names in the world, and you know. I mean, Jesus was a great marketer. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, he he got twelve guys together and, and and said, "Hey," and he was the first uh, viral marketing. Um, <laughs> so I love that. Yeah, but it's so true, and it is. And people need help with it. They need experts um, like yourself. How did you originally get into marketing? Yeah. So 
funny story. I graduated from the University of California, San Diego. So decent public school. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> my first, it was funny because uh, at our commencement speech, uh, Mike Judge, who, who did uh, Beavis and Butthead in Silicon Valley, he was like, he was talking about how, like, you know, after he graduated, it was just like a dead-end job. So for me, um, you know, I was doing data entry. You get, you get this bachelor's, and then you're doing data entry sitting in this cube. And then I'm looking across from me. There's this guy that's, uh, you know, over his uh, probably mid-30s. He went to Harvard, and he's doing the same job that I'm doing. And I'm just like, that cannot happen to me. You know, I, I was just sitting in my cube. I'm like, this is it, huh? I mean, this is it after, after college. So uh, my friend reached out, and she was like, Hey, I'm doing this internet marketing thing right now. Uh, maybe you should check it out. And it was, you know, once I started taking a look at it, I got hooked, did a free internship while I was doing that full-time job and really never looked back after that. Wow. That, that's great. How You know, a lot of people are motivated the opposite way. They're like, oh, they think marketing is this great thing. I, I, I like that fear kind of drove you in and the, the honesty in that story. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, because, in the, uh, yeah, Office Space always kind of made me afraid that movie. Yeah, <laughs> I've like, never seen that, so I I, I'm, I imagine it's it's exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh, well, it, and it's Mike Judge too. Yeah. So, <laughs> you should definitely see that. Oh, that's one of the best movies ever made. Um, and it's pretty hilarious. It's a little dated, but it, it's pretty pretty funny. Cool. Um, so tell me about like the types of people you work with now, and uh, and what do you do for them? Yeah. So <clears throat> a lot of the people that listen to the podcast, uh, well, I guess the leads that come through there, they're, they're all from the tech world. So we do, we do get a lot of tech startups. Um, and, you know, occasionally, you know, Fortune 500s will come in as well. And then uh, a lot of the main things we kind of help with right now are around paid advertising, you know, whether it's Gmail ads, YouTube ads, uh, you know, standard Facebook and Google AdWords, that type of stuff. Um, and then we, we get a lot of people asking uh, for help with, you know, content marketing, SEO. So we kind of service those areas too. Um, and then for other people looking for things like copywriting, whatever else, we kind of just refer that work out um, because we kind of built up a Rolodex over the years. And what's it like working with tech companies? What's their their big problem that you're solving for them when it comes to their marketing? You know, for them, a lot of them, um, especially in the beginning days, you know, let's say they've, they've raised a Series A round, raised a couple million dollars. They don't know what to do. You know, always people are always they're always looking for, you know, that that marketing hire, first of all. Um, and sometimes I'm able to make some referrals there. But also, you know, they're, they're also looking for a strategy as well to kind of set things up um, and, and really run with it from there. So a lot of times, you know, we'll, we'll start with a strategy first. Uh, they'll pay for the strategy. And then, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go into, you know, we'll go into a project after that, like a more. Uh, like more like a monthly monthly engagement type of deal. Okay, and and um, it, it, it once you get past there, when it when it comes to marketing the, each of the tech companies, do you have a process that you have in place to discover how they need to market, or you know what do, what do you find the biggest obstacle is once you once you're in there? Yeah. So the big thing, I mean, they're looking for is they're looking for a predictable, a predictable lead system, right? So you know, beyond the standard questionnaires that that will we'll send them, um, it, it's really about figuring out, okay, you know, what what type of you know cost per acquisition should should they be aiming for? Sometimes they don't even know, um, and sometimes they have tracking issues too. Especially you know the early days for startups, they have massive tracking issues. Um, so so we help with that too. But once once you kind of get over that, um, you know, it's 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 all about you know finding that that predictable system for them that we can kind of just dump money into and, and repeat over and over. But yeah, I mean, I mean, in early days, it's, it's kind of the, the foundational pieces that need to be fixed. And then after that, um, you know, they're really coming to us for, you know, more ideas to continue to grow. And always for us, you know, 
talking about the Rolodex from earlier, we're always coming up with new ideas and saying, hey, you should talk to this person based on where you're at right now, based on what we would do to grow the company. They can almost think of us as their outside, like, uh, you know, CMO or something like that. Um, you know, we'll, we'll give them we'll give them suggestions. That's great. That is so important. Yeah, because I mean, in the end, too, you, you want to help people, but you can't. It's good to have, especially when it comes to social media and stuff, have someone on the inside. Right. Yep. Um, so. You, you know, you talked a lot about for for tech companies for having, um, you know, essentially what's in essence direct response marketing, um, you know, where you're, you're driving, uh, driving traffic straight to becoming users um, or becoming customers. Um, how much are you balancing branding in there at the early stages? Yeah, you know, in the beginning, they don't. There's not a lot of thought that goes into the the branding process. I, I will say this, um, <clears throat> you know, sometimes it's okay to just drive people to a, <clears throat> excuse me, to a free trial, um, and you know, they might put in their credit card and start paying right away. That might work sometimes. Other times, you know, you, you talk about you see other people talking about driving traffic to content, and that maybe that's the way to build it because you're you're selling an enterprise tool, and you know, the customer lifetime value is a couple thousand dollars, but the sales cycle is pretty long. Um, so it just really depends on, on where they're at. And in that scenario, you might drive them to an email list or drive them to a webinar or something like that and get them to close. So, it, you know, that part, you know, it, it's also about figuring out, uh, you know, what, what type of funnel works best for them. And often startups don't think about that stuff. They just think about, oh, we got this venture funding. Let's just dump money into ads and, you know, let's see what sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, so how did you get involved? You said you wanted to put, give back. When did you have the idea for the podcast? Yeah, the the podcast was actually at the same time uh, when I joined when I joined Single Grain a couple of years ago, um, and you know it was just kind of something that I thought would be fun to do, and not not a lot, a lot of people were doing it. And at the time, I just started listening to podcasts, and I, I thought you know now nowadays like it's 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 an early morning hack. Like you know if I listen on two X, I can get four or five podcasts in when I'm when I'm training. So to me, that's cheating. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love the, the two times podcast. I wish it was as good as Audible's two times because Audible like actually compresses, and it, it's almost like it's it's not even it, there's no pitch change. Oh, does it? Yeah, I, I never I never really thought about. Okay, that's interesting, and that, I guess that's well, that's cool. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I'm a big Audible two times fan. Fan. I, I actually had a problem with it because. I was listening to so much stuff on two times that people like when I start listening to people at normal speed or talking to people, I'm like, why are you talking so slow? Yeah. I feel the same way. Sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll crank it up to three X on, on Amazon. Um, nice. If you, if you can, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, because I mean, a lot of stuff too, it's like you're skimming and, huh. and yeah, that's, and you can really get in some good stuff. And then if it's really good, you can go back and listen to it. Right. Yeah. And you just need that one key takeaway. You don't need all the other crap sometimes. Yeah, and it depends on also, I mean, if it's really good, there there's so many books I come back to, audiobooks that almost are like advice, like mm-hmm. Seth Godin stuff and Gary right. Vee's stuff that, you know, and some of the great podcasts that you get something different from it the next time. Mm-hmm. That's great. And and so you started the podcast a few years ago. What what did you discover out of it? What what big ahas have you gotten from the podcast that you weren't expecting? Yeah, I I think so the opportunities, I'm sure this is the same for you. You know, you, you get speaking opportunities. Uh, I, people have reached out to me for book deals, things like that. I, I just, I, a couple months ago, I taught a, a Skillshare course as well. They actually flew over and then came to my house and we did the course. Um, and just like so many different opportunities. It's, it's, it's great validation out there. You have 
other people reaching out to you that uh, it, it kind of you know brings back relationships too because people you haven't talked to in a while they'll come back to you and you, you guys will just kind of strike a conversation up again and of course you know they're looking to get on the podcast and all that and sometimes it'll happen sometimes it won't but uh yeah, that will happen. You know, I never expected to generate leads from it. You know, that wasn't, uh, you know, the intention wasn't for business. And then like now it's like just everything's just kind of taking shape where growth everywhere and the agency single grain are all kind of just coming together. Nice. Nice. Um, are you doing anything interesting with format or you switching it up at all or you have any yeah. big plans? Yeah. So what I did in, in the past and I'll, I'll tell you kind of what I'm doing right now. Um, so you know, over three years, I mean, we've logged well over two or three hundred um, <clears throat> episodes. And for a period of time, I actually said, you know, I've been interviewing all these other people. We talk about business. We talk about personal growth. But then, like, what about what about some of the takeaways I've gotten? Right. So I, for a period of maybe two or three months, um, you know, I, I would do like five or ten minute segments called Growth Bites. And I just give, you know, some thoughts around, you know, hiring, you know, my, my other experiences, um, you know, tactics that people can be using and things like that. And yeah, you know, that was, that was interesting. But then, you know, over time, you know, you, you kind of run out of, sometimes you might run out of the, the, the evergreen tips. So I might bring it back um, and then, you know, do like another run for like two to three months and, you know, do it every year or something like that. I don't know. Um, but I will say the big change for us this year is we started uh, republishing our old content. So now there's an episode, there's a new podcast episode on Mondays, but then, uh, you know, Tuesday through Thursdays, you know, these are really old posts. And then maybe Fridays, you know, it's, it's posts within the, the last 90 days or so. And that certainly helped uh, increase downloads. That's great. Yeah. And I mean, I was just thinking about that the other day because you get so much great content, you get great guests and, and it is kind of evergreen, but people, you know, if they're listening to your podcast, they're just listening to a feed. Right. That's, a, that's a great idea. Um, so what is, you know, we, we talk about all this stuff and it, it's interesting to me because we were definitely running down the same path uh, in a lot of ways. I mean, what is, what's really the thing that, that gets you going every day? Yeah, I, I think, I think it's the routine that kicks everything off the right day. You know, people talk about the morning routines and all that. You hear about it on, on Tim Ferriss's podcast. I think that's what gets me going. And then, I mean, thinking about like, I, you know, people talk about the the whole like gratefulness and all that, you know, to me in the past, it was all a bunch of rah-rah stuff. But then like every day now, when you, when you wake up and you think about all the little inputs that you're putting in and then you look back on the last like t- trailing 12 months or whatever, it's like, you've actually done a lot. Um, and it's just really, I'm just really grateful to be able to, you know, continue to do the things that I want to do every morning. I think uh, maybe it was Tony Robbins that said something like, you know, success is just, you know, being able to work on your goals every single day. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of what motivates me. Awesome. Awesome. And if you don't mind me asking, what are your big goals? Yeah. So I I think there's this, um, you know, I've set this arbitrary number. Uh, I read this book called The Billionaire Who Wasn't. And this guy named Chuck Feeney uh, founded all the duty-free stores um, at the airports that you see. And, you know, he, you know, a lot of money, right? He gave away $6 billion. So I was like, you know what would be cool? By the time I die, if I can give away $60 million, you know, that if I could give away 1% of what he gave away, you know, I'll be I'll be pretty satisfied. So that's that's the goal for right now. You know, like I said, arbitrary number, but uh, that's kind of what I'm aiming for. That's great. That's great. And uh, what I mean, what causes do you want, want to influence? I think you know, being coming from the online education world, I, I think just the education system so broken. Like everything I've learned um, from you know all the internet marketing stuff, it was all after college. Like mm-hmm. I totally messed around in college. Um, you know, we all the all the Asian people that were in e- economics. We went to this thing called Econ Tutor, you know, literally crammed for two or three weeks. And, uh, you know, we got at least no lower than a B, right? We paid 300 bucks for that. Never went to class. 
Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, the people that actually want to learn, I think there needs to be more done with, with education and not only here, but, you know, you're talking about places like Africa as well. I think there's a lot to, lot to do. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's so important. And I mean, that's also like one of my goals is teaching people marketing, teaching everyone not only how to market and start your own business, but also the, the influence that marketing has on us because it, it really shapes our life. And people don't realize that you go out there and you're being marketed to and it affects your, your mood. Yep. Um, and I think that's so important, the education system. Um, how, you know, what, when you say the education system is broken, and I agree with you completely. Um, you know, what do you think's broken with it in the U.S.? So I'll talk, I'll talk specifically about online education for a second. 98% of people don't finish the courses that they take online. And I, I think one of the big things is there needs to be some sort of, of, of mentorship, right? Um, go, going back to my Asian roots again, you know, my, my, my parents used to always send me to like all these, these, uh, these tutor schools or after school tutors where like, there's like, there's actually a class like in person. I think, that needs to happen more for, uh, you know, all the stuff that's being taught. Um, I also think, you know, big things like uh, you, you talk about, you know, people talking about coding being, you know, the, the next reading, right? I think, you know, coding is going to be required in the next few years or so. You know, Chicago is already requiring it, I think, as a high school graduation requirement. Um, I think that needs to be implemented better. Um, that I think that part, it just, it just feels like the, the, the marketable skills that can be taught are not being taught in school. So I, I think... You know, there needs to be some type of processes, process adjustments in there. Yes, yes. I mean, I, I think one of the biggest skills that people need to learn is some form of project management. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's so important, and, and you know, we. I, and what was amazing to me is when I started the agency, like I knew right away it was important, but how little guidance you could find. Yeah, you could become a quote unquote project manager, but like life project management. I mean, there's more stuff like personal Kanban, et cetera, coming out there. Um, what do you use? Uh, Cause you're doing so much, you're doing so many awesome things. What do you use for project management? <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> so two, two things we use, um, base camp. And then we also use, uh, for like one-on-ones and things like that. We use, uh, we use Trello. Cool. And, um, what about your personal project, your personal life management? How, how do you handle that? Everything lives in Evernote for me. Cool. Nice. Nice. And, um, and I, I won't get into the hacks and stuff. <laughs> um, and how do you balance all your time? Yeah, that's that's you know, when I look at what I what I have going on right now, I don't think it's going to last. You know, right now, you know, happily <laughs> happily single, right? There's no kids or anything to worry about at the moment. Um, you know, parents are nice and healthy. You know. Um, so I'm able to kind of just go all in on the stuff that's going on right now and push it forward. I, I think the main thing right now is um, you're continuing to build a team of, of people that are really talented and being able to start things and then have these people finish. Um, so that all comes down to hiring at the end of the day and then, um, you know, having people continue to continue to vision because, you know, you talk about all these different projects available. There's, you know, there's the courses, right? That's great. But what about mentorship down the road? And then, uh, you know, what about, you know, what about, you know, these, these software projects that are going on too? And what about the consulting business? So these are all like different, you can call them profit centers, uh, whatever you want to call them, but um, it, it can't just be one person overseeing all of it. You know, there has to be multiple people involved kind of handling those. And are, are you looking to, when you hire people, um, are you looking to hire people with the, that skill set ahead of time or are you training them? 
Yeah, so both actually. You know, last year uh, we had somebody on the team, and you know, he was kind of trained from the ground up. But th- the main thing we look for, and this is something I talked about with uh, Brian Belfort, and he mentioned he mentioned the, the key phrase to me. He was like, you know, got to look for voracious learners, right? That's the main thing mm-hmm. because they're just going to stop at nothing to learn. And, and let's face it, right? This stuff, like or anything for that matter, if you just keep pushing at it, you're going to get it eventually. Um, so you know, this guy uh, that started from scratch, he now works at HubSpot. Um, so you can see how far he's come along in, in just like, you know, a li- little over a year. Um, so you can train people from the ground up, absolutely. But then also, I would say, you know, we just made a hire. Um, he's had experience with, um, he's had a few internships doing digital marketing. And I think that's a great spot. And that's a really great foundation because they can just kind of hit the ground running. Um, and they're very motivated at the same time. And then also, you know, it, we, we also have some very experienced people as well. So it kind of balances everything out. Awesome. Yeah, and it, that's that's a really interesting blend. I, I think that voracious learner is so critical. And when we come back to that education standpoint, I think the education system is broken because it, it's killing people's love of learning, and that's and that's what's going to make them win in the end. Because even no matter what you do, if you, if you love to learn, you're end up become, becoming successful, right? Right. And I totally hated school growing up. So yeah, you're right. You know, I didn't have the the love for learning there. I, I went and did other stuff. I went and played computer games. So yeah, yeah, I did too. I, I hated school. And you know, I did well on tests, but I, I would never show up. Yeah. Like, well, why would I want to show up if I'm getting an A on the test? What do you, what do I right. need to learn? Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it is so broken. And what's worse about it too, not to rant, but the the kids are leaving with tons of debt too. Mm-hmm. Oh man! It's so if if you had to change, so basically, if you could do one thing right now with you and market it for to improve the education system, what would you do? One thing to market the education system, Mark, like like if you had one, if you were going to develop one thing for the education system yourself right now, because so you did Treehouse, um, what would do you have anything in mind to help improve the education system that you could do right now? Yeah, you know, I, I think it's the, the big component that would be a differentiator is is the the, the mentorship component, right? Um, I mean, you, you look at there's 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 code schools out there, like uh, let's call it, you know. There's Dev Bootcamp, right, where you'll spend 10 to 12 weeks or whatever, you know, pushing really hard to learn marketing. Um, and then there's something like that for design, too. But there isn't really anything out there for marketing right now. And then, um, you know, I, I think there needs to be something for that. Um, so that would be one thing I would do there. Awesome. Awesome. And so now we're back at marketing. Um, and we should talk about since it's a marketing podcast, but I love all this other stuff, too. Uh, it's been awesome. It's I I love to nerd out and hacking, <laughs> personal hacking. Um, but when it comes to you know your latest techniques, what's the thing that you're you're finding the most success with right now? Yeah, I think something really interesting that nobody's talking about is Gmail advertising. Um, and th- you know this is something that you know, Google's been bringing back, taking away, bringing back back the last the last few years. And I think it's here to stay this time. And uh, I, I think it's really time a good time for people to jump in on because it's cheap to get going on it. Um, you know, for one of our clients, you know, their their target cost per acquisition CPA was uh, $150, and <clears throat> we were able to get them leads for as low as 
<clears throat> excuse me, as low as seven dollars. And you know, we talked. We, we found it was a little fishy. Wow. We talked to them about it. We're like, we're, are these leads actually good? And they're like, yeah, they're they're really good. Let's keep it going. And obviously, if your target's one fifty and you're getting them for seven dollars, you're going to keep doing that all day. So um, we do have a blog post on that. You just search like "complete guide to Gmail ads" or whatever, um, and then you'll you'll find it. Awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, I noticed you said that at the top of it. And I have been paying attention to them more. Um, they, they've gotten better with mm-hmm. targeting. And the, but the bad part for me is because you know we do SEO and I'm always doing tons of searches that my my retargeting is just all over the place. And yeah. you know, and we work with criminal defense attorneys, so mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm probably on some FBI watch list too. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is a bad, bad person if he's searching all this stuff. <laughs> uh, uh, awesome, Eric. Um, so in your personal development, I always ask my guests, you know, we talk a lot about mindset and and, and the, the mindset of marketing. What mindset are you working on right now to improve yourself? Yeah, let me open up my little habit list thing. You know, <laughs> I think it's really being present. I, I mean, that, that's probably the big one that pops up because for me, I'm always looking for the net, like, it's okay. Like I'll accomplish something, but I don't really celebrate it. I just look for the next, you know, the next big thing, right? Instead of just being mindful and being present in the moment. Same thing with conversations sometimes. Um, and it's actually not happening right now, but you know, I'll, I'll be talking to somebody else, but I'm actually thinking about the next thing and I'm actually not really a hundred percent there. And I think it's really important to, to have that mindfulness because also at the same time, you know, this leads into other things where, uh, you know, if I'm overreacting to the situation or I'm, I'm losing my cool, you know, if I can be mindful of that and realize what's happening with my body, I can pull back. Um, you know, that that's one thing I'm starting to learn as I get a little older um, about, yeah, I mean, you have to stay cool um, and, you know, you have to stay calm. So, you know, that, mind, that all stems from mindfulness in the beginning. And I'm trying to get better at that. Love it. Yeah, that's one of the things I'm actually working on myself right now. Actually, the big thing is being present. And I, I, I work on it specifically, yes, in the interviews and really listen. But outside of there, just being present in life because as a, you know, like you, you're a visionary. Um, and I use the term visionary from the EOS rocket fuel sense where you're the person thinking of the future of your company. You're always in the future. Right. right and 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 you got to come back and enjoy right now because otherwise it's just it's going by you so fast. I like that. Yeah, it's a. Have you read that book? No, I haven't. It's a great book, Rocky Fuel. Add it to the um, list. Yeah, it's 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 made for entrepreneurs like us too because it's short to the point. Everything's in there. Um, great, great. It's a good audiobook, and we're actually implementing some of that internally. Um, but that's awesome. Yes, I, you know, one of my. Are, do you meditate every day? Uh, you know that's. I look at my little habit list thing. It, that's all in red, so <laughs> that means I've been missing it. But uh, you know, I, I try to every now and then. But uh, yeah, it definitely helps when I do it. But just kind of dropped off. Uh, yeah, and I'm gr- I'm so happy too because I used to be a little. I, I never would talk to anyone about it because I did it. But I'm so happy it's become come to the forefront. Yeah, it's uh, like now if you don't do it, basically because Tim Ferriss brought it out. You know, my friend was like, "Yeah, you know, my key takeaway is if you don't meditate, you suck." <laughs> maybe it doesn't have to be that that rough but hey that's his, that's his takeaway uh, i think you need it nowadays um uh, to to handle all the information overload right you know, yeah especially if you're leading a company because it's it's hard it's changing all the time um uh what's your your favorite book i think it has to be the the billionaire who wasn't uh you know second and second to that would probably be the hard thing about hard things because that really shows like you know the the stuff that you have to go through when you're running a business 
Oh, yes. And actually, my last podcast, too, uh, Nate Kennedy, I don't know if you know, he is from Optimize Assets. He's starting a thing called Conversion Corner, but it's really about marketing failures. And it's along that same lines. And, um, uh, you know, because it is, it is, I love the hard thing about hard things, too, for that same reason. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it, you got to be able to look at the bad things to it and figure them out because no one talks to you about it. Right. They say, oh, being an entrepreneur is going to be hard. <laughs> yep, totally. Yeah, I, I think everybody needs to read that book, not just entrepreneurs, before they even, uh, you know, kind of dip their toes in the water. Yes, yes. It is such a good book. Um, awesome. And what's your favorite quote? I think it's the Zig Ziglar one. Uh, you know, you can have you can have anything you want if you just help people get whatever they want first. I'm paraphrasing here. No, uh, it's the most common phrase on my show. I think someone says because those are the people you attract. It's my favorite quote too. Um, it's so true, and I, it's it's just nicer to do live, live that way, isn't it? Yeah, and I think actually the one that actually resonates with me a lot right now. So that one is probably like over time, but then uh, one I read recently was uh, I think it was a Tony Robbins one. Uh, but the, the secret to living is giving. I think that's a big one. Yes. Yes. Especially once you've accomplished enough that you, you're comfortable and you're not scared of, oh, am I going to have enough to eat? And you go through the hierarchy of needs. Um, mm-hmm. Then, yeah, that's so, so true. And, and so many people are just driven by more and more and more instead of giving back. So I love that. Um, Eric, so thank you so much for being on the show. So um, – how can people get in touch with you if they if they want to work with you or if they think hey I've got a great tech startup and Eric's awesome? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I think you know main thing would be to just go to growtheverywhere.com and then that's the podcast. Everything, all the information's free. All these resources, uh, and then you know that that will naturally lead into you know the agency if you want to work with the agency. Um, but yeah, I mean you know it's, it's you know I look at the stuff you're doing. I think it's great. Uh, um, yeah, I think uh, definitely was really fun doing this. Awesome, Eric. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, And thanks to everyone for listening and bringing Eric and I along in your journey. It's Ein Garlic, Dow, and Bow. 